Welcome to episode 45, The Hangover Cast. (laughs) (laughs) Hangover from uh, the summer 2017 reviews and hangover from yesterday's drinking binge for Carlos and I. Our image as a podcast is just plummeting. (laughs) (laughs) We had an respect with every minute. We had an image. We had (laughs) respect. Well, we have the illusion of respect that we had decreases by the minute. <laughs> Have you heard how much I talk about hentai? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So as you can see and hear, uh, my name is Jeff and I'm here with Logan and Carlos. Howdy. <laughs> How's it going, everyone? Hopefully everyone is um, happy and looking forward to the glorious reviews we're about to give um, for a lot of really good shows. Uh, good season. I'm glad we got to talk about the rest of it today. Some of Carlos's favorite uh, shows from the past uh, season, like uh, Fox Spirit Matchmaker. Man. <sighs> yeah, Good this. Th- I think that might be the lowest. Uh, you know what? That's spoilery. Listen to it, but that's probably the lowest score I've ever given. Yeah, you gave him some pretty low ones. <laughs> I think we've all given at least a one now. Yeah. 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 But yeah, that's what enjoy. happens when you're it's... forced to watch piles of crap like that. <laughs> no, we joke, we joke, but it was it was a very good season. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. very happy. With Absolutely. It, so. Enjoy hearing our wonderful, perfect opinions. <laughs> exactly. Infallible. <laughs> Infallible, even. Uh, for forgive the um, forgive the low energy, maybe in this one, guys. Where uh, two thirds of the podcast is hungover and. Um, we're all tired. <laughs> so, um, we did our best. So uh, hang with us and thanks for listening. Enjoy. See you soon. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> we've been having this great conversation before we started recording. Um, how's it going? How's it going, guys? <laughs> good, good. We're all, uh, well, not all, but two thirds of us are hungover. So this is going to be a fun cast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we can keep the energy up. It's, it's late. This is typically later than we usually cast. And when we do cast late like this, we are um, typically drinking. But Carlos and I had our fill of drinking yesterday. Yeah, so. no, I can't <laughs> look at alcohol right now. <laughs> Logan, how you doing, man? Huh? How you doing, man? I'm tired. Yeah, you look why. tired. I'm pretty we, tired. We're, but you know. we're doing this. Anime Arcade brings the energy every week. <laughs> <laughs> every other week. We're going to tear it up. Uh, we're tearing these shows up today, reviewing uh, second second half of our reviews for um last season uh 2017 summer 
But before we do that, why don't we talk about what we've been up to? Carlos just got back from something pretty awesome. Yeah. For those of you in our, well, who aren't on our Discord who don't know, I just got back from the delayed viewing of the Love Live Sunshine or Aqua's um, second live. Uh, this one was in Saitama uh, and in the MetLife, <laughs> the Metoraifu Dome, <laughs> as they kept, kept saying it. Um, it was great. It was amazing. Probably the best Love Live concert I've seen ever. Uh, I got out of the concert and immediately had to like gush about it with um, Steven, who's been on the podcast before. I saw that. You guys were really... Um, I, I, I was late to the party, but I saw the conversation you were having. You, you were both pretty excited. Yeah, I don't know. We're, we're both huge fans of the, the live-action idols as well as, you know, the, the animated ones, but uh, this is probably the best idol concert I've ever seen. I've, I haven't seen that many, but uh, for those of you who are interested, I'll go run over the set list real quick. Um, they ran, they started off with Happy Party Train, uh, then ran into Pop's Heart, De Odoran Damon, uh, Shoujo uh, Ijo no Koi ga Shitai. Uh, and they changed costumes into. Natsu uh Natsu e no Tobirai uh never end. Uh you know, I got through this and I'm like I <laughs> I don't want to try and say all these names, but I'm gonna I I'm already uh most of the way through. Actually not really. Uh the next song was Manatsu wa Dare no Mono. Uh next song Jimo I Oh, okay, that's right. These were the duo trio songs, and and I just have to get into that. The duo trio freaking like part of of this concert was amazing. Like seriously, I I can't stress like you guys need to go watch the live action version of Idols. If you like Idols, the live action Idol concerts they do all the stuff that the animated ones do, but they're well actually alive. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Uh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they they do also impersonate the you know the girls that they, they are. So that's cool. Yeah, they they ran through this whole repertoire of, of of songs and stuff, changed outfits a whole bunch, and it was just it was a great concert. Very nice. Yeah. So um, for those of you who are playing Sif, maybe check out the live action version if you haven't tried to do so already. Do you know of a place, Carlos, where they can people can look that up? There's there's things on YouTube. You can watch it on YouTube. People people translate it and put it on YouTube. And for the most part, Lantis leaves them up. So, I mean, and Lantis does take stuff down when they don't like it. But uh, for when do you think the Blu-rays will come out for it? The first live happened in spring of this year and the Blu-rays weren't out until September. So it'll probably be a good six months. Okay. And they're going to be expensive because... This was a several city concert. So if you want like the memorial box set, which is usually like every concert, like mashed into one Blu-ray box set. This one's like the one I bought for the first live was probably like a hundred and something bucks. This one might be pushing like two three hundred dollars. <laughs> it's going to be expensive. So yeah. you could you could check That's out nice. the Muse ones on on YouTube. If you're interested in 
live action concert. And they don't release those over here in the US though. Usually you'd have to buy you'd have to import them from Japan, right? Um Yeah, you you do have to import them import them from Japan. Some places carry it, but unless you live in like LA or yeah. San Francisco, good luck. Cool. Even then I didn't see it. Well, it sounds like fun, man. I I didn't even know you were going and all of a sudden it's like uh Hey, I'm going to uh, live in San Francisco this weekend. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a delayed stream. Um, they they just streamed it for us um, mm-hmm. on like a movie theater screen. Nice. So very nice. Yep. Right on. Cool, man. Well, that's uh, exciting. Um, Logan, what have you been up to, man? Why are you so tired? Just put you on the spot now. Working my life away. Working your life. Yeah, I hear you there. Um, yeah, I just went to uh, Oktoberfest celebration uh, yesterday, so that's why I'm hungover. That's my excuse. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of fun, lots of beer, lots of dancing and drinking and cheering and oh, talking to total strangers. Uh, the, the reason I'm drunk, like you don't drink at an idol concert. That shit just doesn't happen. Uh, I, I went to a bar. Uh, did either of you guys play Mike Tyson's Punch Out? Yeah, of course. <laughs> nope. Do you remember? Do you remember Soda Popinski? The the uh, Russian remind me which the, one the Russian is. guy who like always drank, but they named him Soda Popinski in the American version because <laughs> you know because his name was like Vodka von Vodzinski or whatever in the the Japanese version. <laughs> but you know, in the American version, they're like, no, he's drinking soda. Um, there, I went to a bar called Soda Popinski's in, oh, that's and awesome. they, they had a, a working NES. It was great. It was like, they had a, a working NES and a working PlayStation. And I played Tony Hawk's Pro Skater for the first time in years. Wow, oh, nice. God. And I played nice. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time for the first time in fucking forever. Oh, wow, those games were great back in the day though. Oh my God. <laughs> They're so hard. So good. <laughs> I forgot how hard these games were. Well, not Tony Hawk. Pizza time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Tony Hawk, you just jam buttons and do crazy tricks. Um, cool. Well, sounds good, guys. Sounds like uh, sounds like we've been having fun. Hopefully, you all have been having fun. Um, <laughs> we got a couple new people who joined the Discord, so uh, shout out to you guys. Welcome. Um, yeah, welcome. And uh, everyone who's listening who's not in the Discord, you know, we'll give you the information later, but definitely uh, you want to join. You're missing out on the fun if you don't. So let's talk about the second half of our reviews, guys, for the summer uh, 2017 anime season. Let's finish those reviews out. Uh, how do you, What do you think about that? Sounds good. <laughs> whatever whatever gets right. me closer to, you know, being sober. I, I guess this will help. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we'll start out with you. This is uh, the first show. It's one that you only watch, Carlos. So yeah, take I'm it surprised. away. Man. I thought one of you guys picked up this. It was a short. Um, I watched four or five episodes. Okay, I just yeah. Um, the the first show on our, our for the review cast is Aho Girl. It's a short, um, and it was what I think here Dio Media. <laughs> Uh, it's about a girl named Yoshiko who is a complete moron. Uh, she's 
like zero redeeming quality. Well, not zero redeeming quality. She's she's fun and playful and stuff like that. But like if intelligence wise, she's got nothing going on upstairs. Um, she's madly in love with bananas and um, her next door neighbor Akuru, uh, who hates her guts. Like he, this this kid <laughs> fucking hates Yoshiko. Uh, yeah, to- some of the stuff he says to her. I did watch the first episode. That he's he's pretty cruel yeah, and, she, <laughs> and she treats it like he's just trying to be like a sadist in a you know an snm type relationship it's oh pretty great my God. so she just doesn't get hints and stuff like that and and she essentially the the story for it uh the majority of the season is yoshiko fucks with someone <laughs> like that's it like uh, whether it's uh, Akuru's little sister, who's also dumb, but wants to not be as dumb as Yoshiko or as carefree as Yoshiko. Uh, or poor Sayaka, who just who just wants friends or wants everyone to get along. And Yoshiko, like, drags her to, for example, a farmer to go thank him oh for the bananas God. he grew. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, she, it's, it's really just Yoshiko fucks with somebody and, like, either makes them dumber or makes them appreciate dumb people. <laughs> it's <kind> of, <laughs> or hate them. Or hate people. them. Yeah, depends. She, uh, she she breaks she breaks people. There you go. <laughs> it's yeah. it's mind break outside of hentai. Um, <laughs> that's a great tag. Um, anyway, his her mom is probably my, one of my favorite characters though because yeah, she was funny. Her mom, uh, uh, Yoshi, Yoshi, Yoshi. Uh, wants uh, Yoshiko to marry Akuru so that she doesn't have to take care of her so that, you know, she's, you know, set for retirement and stuff like that. And so she'll do anything to get other girls out of her way or out of his way. And uh, even teaches uh, Yoshiko how to tie, tie uh, Akuru up and claims that that's how she uh, claimed her husband. Yeah, there you go. Well, I was going to say I got him to lose his virginity, but I guess, yeah, there you go. That works better. <laughs> it's, uh, well, yeah, it's very, a very, very vulgar show, but it's hilarious if you like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I do. It's, it's, it has, it's funnier than it has any right to be. <laughs> um, and, uh, the, the few episodes I did watch were, were very good. Yeah. But, like, I love that. Like my favorite bit was the the park bits with the kids that were obviously just way better in every way than her, but like she like rode the dog in front of them. She like super impressed them and stuff. I don't know. It's just it's really dumb, but really fun and funny. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah, that was a short. Uh, it's you know one of those funny com- comedic shorts, right? So uh, if you've got if you've got the time for just a quick laugh, I think. I think it's probably sounds like it's worth it'll, it based on what you're it'll saying. It'll make you laugh like <laughs> way more than than other short. Like other shorts might get like a chuckle out of you or a best you'll you'll smile. Uh but like this one will make you laugh out loud and just kind of like kind of like cover your face and be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I just fucking watched that." Uh, <laughs> it, but it, in a good way, cool. I guess. If if there can be a good way for that. Um So what do you think as far as uh, how did I chan do with that? It's a short, so I don't. I, I want to give it a four. It was good. I thought it was really, really funny. Uh, there were some parts that were kind of okay, but um, okay. I liked all the characters. I can't. 
really give it a 4.55 because all it really did was made me laugh. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, you know, obviously a four graded on this, you know, from for as a short, you know, it can't probably stand up next to some of the fours, uh, the epic fours that we've I don't know. You know better than me. It sounds like it's funny though. So mm-hmm. it does it does its job. <laughs> cool. I'm, I'm, I'm not good. saying a short can't ha- get a five, but you know that one probably not. Yeah. Uh, so the next one's mine also. Uh, <laughs> do I have to? Yes. <laughs> You're the one that imposed this. Rule. I did. Uh, okay, so I'm going to try my best with this show, but just know. A lot of this show, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And I'm talking about Fox Spirit Matchmaker. Um, I, I can't wait to hear this one. I wish I could remember what the main character's name was, but I just, I didn't care. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, without, like, they don't even have anything on my anime list. This is going to make it a pain in the butt. Uh, so, <laughs> our protagonist, I think his name is Bai. Um or something like that. Yeah, by Uechu. There you go. I guess Uechu that's him. He doesn't look like him. That art is completely different. Anyway, so. Which is what you wanted to say to this show. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> Thank you. That was terrible. Uh, Bai is, uh, he's like a, an exorcist and a really poor exorcist. Think, think Yato from Noragami. And then throw out all the bits of like character development or intelligence or, you know, even little parts of, you know, I don't know how do you say this, like, um, empathy, and you have Bai. Uh, Bai is a <laughs> scumbag who will help, like, get rid of yokai or evil spirits, uh, but only for either A, money, or B, candy. I guess he's supposed to be a high school student, but he looks like an adult. I mean, for the love of God, he's got, he's got facial hair. Um, and... There is a, again, this, it's going to be really hard for me to describe this plot. There's a thing called the Unification League that wants by for his power, because apparently he's really powerful. He's like the reincarnation of some holy crap awesome guy. Um, and they want, and then there's the foxes, or the fox spirits who want by because uh, his reincarnation was married to a fox spirit, a really powerful fox spirit. And that fox spirit is reincarnated in this little fox girl named Susu. Um, and in the course of, of the Unification League and the uh, uh, the foxes uh, trying to get him together, uh, they run into other couples um, who, other reincarnated couples who are having trouble, trouble getting together. Uh, the first one is uh, a sand fox prince. Uh, I guess I should step back real quick. In this world... If you're uh, a human and you marry a, a, like a spirit, like spirits live for a very long time. So you go to the foxes or, and they give you like an item and that way you could find your loved one uh, in their reincarnated form. Uh, so they essentially help people get together who had like rocky pasts and you see the backstories of these uh, of these um, reincarnated lovers and uh, like all the stuff they went through little by little as they try to make them remember, you know, why it is that they loved each other. Um, 
It was. It sounds pretty cool, it, actually. It really I mean, does, doesn't it? And then you find like it does sound really great. And there were some moments that would make me stop and be like, "Wow, this is actually a good show." And the tone right. shifts would happen. The tone shifts were so bad in the show. It would go from serious drama, just like, "Wow, this is a really great scene," to by stealing, literally stealing candy from Susu, who's a child, or. Like real slapstick stuff in the middle of this drama. And I mean, just if you thought your Lion April was bad, like, and I didn't, this is a billion times worse. If I can't get over it, (laughs) there's something wrong. Uh, That's too bad because it does, the story sounds pretty good. And and based on some of the art I saw and and what we looked at in the beginning, it sounded like something you were going to enjoy. So this surprises me when, you know, I hear that. It was this bad. It so that's was disappointing. Fantastically terrible. Uh, with some pretty <laughs> bad messages too, because like one of the main, well, one of the characters that they, they help out like in the second half. Um, uh, by the way, this is a 13 episode season. I know it's carrying on. There are technically four seasons. I'm not going any further. 13 episodes is where I draw the limit. Um, but uh, yeah, they help out a guy in the second half. Who had been in in the first half, he was part of the Unification League, and his thing was he was, like, fantastically wealthy. And he just used his money to buy all this stuff, like, um, to exercise yokai, so he was, like, hot shit because he had money, and he was somewhat decently powerful mm-hmm. spiritual, spirit-wise. And, mm. and it was never about how bad he was as a person. It was always about, look at the poor guy and how bad he is, <laughs> and, like... <laughs> Like the the rich guy, he he kind of came off as bad every now and again, but not as bad as the poor dude. So it's like, what what am I supposed to be yeah. getting out of this? Uh, All right, so how bad is it? Give give us a uh, give us a damage meter. Uh, yeah, I, I think I said I think I gave another show a one or one point five. I gave um, mm-hmm. what did I give um, Hajime Tonogawa? You gave a one, a, a yeah, one, right? A one, I think. Yeah. Okay, so point five. Is that the lowest we can Oof. go? Can I give it a zero? No, you can't give it a God zero. God damn it. No. All right, well. You can't kill Ichon, man. Come on. Uh, what are you trying to do here? One of these days, there's going to be a show that's so bad that's going to make us quit anime. <laughs> That'll be it. That's what I channeled on. Oh, this was close. <laughs> this was that bad. It almost brought you to the brink. Uh, no, oh, no. I, cool. I, there were there were some, some better shows that we'll get into. Um, I think that's what saves me a lot of times when I watch a show this bad is, especially if I force myself to watch it uh based on these rules but um <laughs> it's your it's hey man no you know i think it's good though because we 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 need to we need to have a balance of five five uh fives and point fives <laughs> yeah now the the uh the thing that saves a lot like me a lot of seasons is is the good shows and there's always at least one at the very least above average show for me oh yeah all right, so 0. 0.5 for Fox Spirit Matchmaker. That's uh, that's maybe. Have we given a 0. 0.5 before? Oh yeah, uh, that might be the lowest. Oh, I think. Oh, we'll, we'll have to check. But I'm pretty. I sure. I might have given a 0. 0.5 to uh, Clockwork, Clockwork Planet. Planet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So, uh, so yeah. So we <laughs> we're starting out pretty cold here. Then in that case, what do you guys got next? Uh, Classroom of the Elite is next, which uh, no one drafted, but uh, me and Carlos watched. Um, and it's about this like state-of-the-art 
fancy high school um, that promises the students that attend like success after graduation, I believe is like something like what that. It's implied. Hmm. Um, and you learn like at the end of the first episode, start of the second episode that the kind of uh catch is that each class is, has a, um, like, a what, what am I looking for? Like, well, they're graded, like there's A, B, C, and D. Uh, D is like the, the worst class, which is where the protagonist and the other, uh, main characters are. So the, re- the rejects um, class, basically. Yeah, the rejects class. Essentially, yeah. Like, um, as you watch the show, you learn that each of these characters has like a deep character flaw, which is why they're in this class. Um, but each of the classes uh, earn points, and if your class earns enough points, you can move up. You, your D class can become the C class. C class will go down to D, stuff like that. Um, huh. The points. So there's like a competition between them. The points also dictate yeah. how much you earn. Uh, because yeah. like you, you spend points in the school, um, for like daily necess anything from daily necessities to like entertainment stuff. Yeah, this this school is essentially like a self sustaining island. Mm. Um, it's got cafes, like a, a mall and stuff like that. So yeah, you, the students are given an allotment of points every month, I think. Um, and yeah, how well your class does determines how many points you get. Like, so the big, like, you know, twist at the end of the first episode uh, is that class D gets zero points because they were frivolous with their, with their points. They got in fights, they slacked off, did poorly in school. Um, So based on what you're kind of describing, it sounds like the show is more kind of world driven than it is character driven. Would you say that's true or? Um, mm hmm. Hmm. They do build a world, but it's very character driven. I mean, yeah, it's very character driven. So I guess we should get into the characters then so you can kind of understand what's Mm -hmm. going on here. The main character, um, his name is uh, Kiyotaka Ayanokoji. And he is a very deadpan, um, just doesn't care about anything kind of guy. Um, And the main girl is uh, Suzune Horikita, who's very standoffish and thinks that, you know, she can do everything on her own, that she doesn't need other people. Um, But Suzune's goal is for her to reach Class A. Um, And to do that, she has to, you know, succeed with the rest of the class and stuff. Um, Otherwise, you know, individual people can't go up. It's a class thing. Right. So... It's kind of like the, the beginning episodes are, you know, the characters kind of interacting and um, just like us getting to see that, you know, how this system works and how these characters uh, are slowly learning about the ins and outs of the system and how far they can actually go to, you know, earn points or save people. The main, I think the first main conflict is... And correct me if I'm wrong, Carlos, but is one of their students is about to get uh, expelled in class D mm-hmm. for getting into a fight. Yeah. Yeah. That one drags on for quite a bit, too. Um, well, no, actually, the first thing is uh, that guy, he 
failed the test and was going to get expelled. Right. It, it was a it was a number of them uh, fail a test, and they have uh, like a study group, and that's kind of where uh, Horita um, gets um, like like I know Koji starts to set her up as like this uh, this person people want to be around after she kind of comes off as cold. So yeah. Yeah, and like Ayuna Koji is definitely a mysterious character for you know almost the entire uh, twelve episodes. Uh, we get a lot, uh, kind of at the very end about you know what he's really about and what his goals are. Um, but yeah, he wants nothing to do with anything seemingly, and so he does stuff, but frames it in a way that makes Horikita or others look like they're the ones that pulled it off. Mm-hmm. Um, so what were um what were some of the things you liked and didn't like about it? Uh it was very kind of suspenseful and mysterious in a fun way. Mm-hmm. Um and I thought it looked really good too. Nice. Would you say that the the world that they built, like the story that they were kind of going with, delivered? Um I would for say the so. most part. Nice. For yeah. now. Uh for now, there's there's okay. definitely a lot more that can happen and should happen. If it ends there, it's going to be real forgettable because it's there's not like mm-hmm. you need that continuation. Uh, mm. I know Koji, like we did get a little about what he's about, but it's definitely not enough. No, no, for sure. It definitely needs another season. But I was very, very happy with how the first season wrapped mm-hmm. up. Awesome. Awesome. What would you guys uh what would you guys give it? Um, what class was I chon in? Uh, <laughs> I, I would probably give it a four. Nice. Okay. Mm. Solid. Yeah, same for me. Probably about a four. It was. I tried to find like fault with it, but and there were some things that were kind of annoying, like the how how long it took for that the the fight arc, uh, how long that took to to wind up. I felt like that yeah. was a little too long, but other than that, I really liked the last little arc, and mm-hmm. uh, I liked a lot of the characters, and the art was I, great. So, I do awesome. think it had probably one of the worst episodes of anime I've ever watched. Oh god! Um, it was like it was like the the you know prototypical beach episode, but not a beach episode. It was a pool episode, <laughs> and they frame it as the guys are trying to install cameras in the girls locker room so they can oh keep on God. them it, oh <laughs> i i just could not stand that uh really i yeah. mean it was it was yeah, dumb i, I was dumb but I it was clear it. that it wasn't going to pay off no i know it's i don't know those episodes that that, that kind of trope to always you know doesn't pay off yeah <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, if I got, it did, that would be a very bad uh, message to send. Yeah, I I thought it was like, I think the only thing I can say with those episodes, they don't, <laughs> I don't think they're uh, the worst a- a- and uh, episodes of anime I've ever seen. But it's definitely it takes away from a lot because you know how it's going to end. And if you know how something is going to end, what the hell's the point of watching it? Yeah, yeah it did, did nothing for the yeah like, you know, exactly of the story. It's so. like a fan, total fan service episode, huh? Yeah, it, um, I thought it was just really bad, but, you know, to yeah. each their own. Well, next show is one of the shows I drafted. Um, 
And I believe we all watch this show, so we should have a pretty good discussion on this. And that is uh, Convenience Store Boyfriends, or Konbini Kareshi. Um, I think just to start out with this, uh, basically the the general story was that it's just a bunch of kids who meet and hang out at the convenience store, but it also kind of just doesn't really stay. I mean, at some point during each episode, they're hanging out at the convenience store, but it also follows them through their, their school life and their home life and, um, brings you through their relationships and how they develop and how they, you know, don't develop in, in a lot of cases, at least not where <laughs> I would have liked to maybe have seen, but, um, this show, I think the most glaring thing I need to mention about this show is to me, the animation was one of the most distracting, distractingly awful things I've seen in anime. Um, it's not great. It, I, we talked a little bit about this before, but um, I, I actually would watch the, and I'm like, why do these characters look so completely lifeless? I mean, it's, you know, there's absolutely, there's tons of scenes where there's absolutely no animation except one character's lips moving, but there's no blinking, which is like one of the, (laughs) one of the most important rules of animation. If you want to give your characters life is to make them blink every few seconds. You know, it just, you don't even notice it's happening, but when it doesn't happen, it makes this. Um, So to me, that was very distracting for a show like this that really doesn't have a very strong story that it wasn't really meant to have this epic storyline. Um, it was just kind of relationships between characters. Um, what'd you guys think about that? Did you have any, any thoughts on that other than just bad (laughs) (laughs) on the show? I, on the show, as far as the animation goes. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. There's not really much else to say. No. Yeah. Um, it kind of had like a shoujo, I guess, art style. It seemed like they were really pushing for that type of audience with the art style, in my opinion. Um, and I guess, I guess, probably the subject matter felt very shoujo as well. Uh, would 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 I? Would you guys agree with that? Yeah. I mean, essentially, um, all it was was um, like kids having trouble, you know, uh, forming relationships with the person mm-hmm. they're interested in. Uh, whether it was, you know, Toa having a, issues not being able to get close to to the class president girl uh, yeah. or uh, Haruki, God, that guy drove me nuts. Like, I uh, yeah. just kept yelling, yeah. just fucking say something. Yeah, no, he was really <laughs> annoying. And that was my problem with the show is as a romance, you have to have some type of interest in the characters and you want to you want to have to see you have to want to see them succeed um and i just didn't find myself caring about any of these characters uh or really caring whether they were in a romance or not and i think that that made this fairly difficult to watch because um i just didn't feel anything for any of these these ships so to speak <laughs> um uh, you see i i actually like toa and and uh mommy um yeah, I thought that was a great, great storyline. It's like, especially because like it was, it made sense. Like he's, you know, constantly always like the second in everybody else's life. And he wanted to be number one in someone's and like that whole story. I was like, that was good. Yeah, I, I liked where they were. They were going in some, but then like to me, the melodrama kind of just killed me on a lot. Yeah. Like some of these episodes just like, it just got way too melodramatic. <laughs> <laughs> Shoujo, man. Maybe that's the cynic in me, but um, 
uh, yeah, a, a couple times I was like, okay, this is interesting. They're going somewhere and like their family troubles and, um, but it's just, I think it all came down to, and that was the romance in the show, Toa and Mami. I think the, and, no, um, I think the big one would have, wouldn't have been Haruki and, and Miharu, the swimmer and the. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. Because that is kind of the one they ended with, but, um, I don't know. I, I guess the one I was. I, I guess I was even, <laughs> I'm speaking down of it, but I say it's Toa and uh, in Mami, I was more interested in that one than I was in Miharu and um, Haruki. Did, but. did either of you guys also set your clocks uh, when when you see Miharu take pills for the first time? It's like, up oh, and she collapses from the disease in yeah. three, yeah. two, <laughs> there she is. Yeah. yeah. Sick girl. Yep, sick girl and, and anime anime convenient disease because anime convenient disease and uh miracle uh surgery that that'll that'll cure her of everything i'm like ah you you don't know how medicine works it it totally yeah it it, to be honest that was another thing that was just so unbelievable um and so melodramatic i guess yeah it's just like uh, i don't know this show didn't do anything for me I don't know. I I enjoyed their storyline. Uh, you know, even the even though they did play off the sickness a little bit, they didn't play it off a ton until the last couple episodes. He just he had nothing but interest. He, in, he was a boring character. He was just interested in Muharu. He liked a child's book, and he was really good at swimming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't great, but I thought I I thought she was pretty cute. And I don't know. I thought the story behind her. Uh, in her past, especially they, with, okay, know, I didn't like that at all. Him. I thought they sprung that. No, like it was that? so dumb. They sprung it at like uh, the very end. God, like, I like what it. a what yeah. a complete waste of my time. It's like, oh, she had a twin. Why didn't you set this up earlier? No, you're right. just gonna spring that now. <laughs> this is the thing though with this show though, um, is that they had a lot of good ideas, but I felt like they just really failed to execute them in a way that made me care about these characters. Like maybe if they had, if they had somehow put it together better. I mean, that I almost want to blame the director because it feels like he didn't craft the story um, in a way that uh, made me interested. <laughs> and I feel like with a romance, I have to actually care about the characters. And there were and a lot of like in- interesting satellite characters that I actually probably would have liked to have seen more. <laughs> Same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it w- it, exactly. Like I was really kind of hopeful for this show, but I, I came away with it not not liking it a whole lot. I think if they ended with yeah. Toa and Mommy, it would have been a lot better. I agree. Well, you guys can take your hate and go elsewhere. I don't hate yeah. it. I, I, I think let's, you're, you're conflating, you know, hate with annoyance. No, no. You guys think this is the scum of the earth. I, I can tell <laughs> Don't you worry. It's not a complete steaming pile of crap, but it, it's definitely like Ichan stepped in it and um, she had to throw her shoes away uh, for two two out of five hearts mm, yeah i think um, i'd go as low as one but on or 1.5 but i i think two because i really did like toa and mommy right up until the end of their arc and then and then we got nothing for the <laughs> next half of the show well i'm gonna give it a three so there <laughs> which you have i bring 2.5 average right i mean if yep. we're if we're calling it average 2.5 um 
Yeah, I I think that's probably fair. I contemplated two point five. So, um, convenience store boyfriends, Kombini Kureshi, uh, two point five. Um, I think maybe that's a little generous, but no, I think it's fine. I think it's perfect. <laughs> way generous. This is, this this is, needs to be. Uh... <laughs> so, um, I think the animation is what killed this show for me. I think I would I do really agree with that. I think I would have I would have given it um, a better score and been more interested if there, if it was easier to look at. So, so on to the next guys. Uh, the next one's mine. Uh, it's actually one I drafted. It's uh, Angels Three Piece or Tenchi No Three Piece, um, which is a show about a young man who's a like a hikigamori. He doesn't go to school. Um, his name is Kyo. Uh, what he does do all day is he composes music online using instruments. And I think sometimes he uses, you know, like Vocaloid type software. And he's got, a, he's got like one friend online who's an artist who makes uh, drawings for him. And that's pretty much his life for a while until he gets an email from somebody he expects to be like an old man because it's like very polite and formal. And it's like a business proposal. And he's like, Oh, cool. You know, I, got some kind of proposal to do music for somebody. So maybe, you know, things are looking up for him or whatever. And when he goes to the meeting place, it's three very young girls. Uh, June, Sora, and Nozomi are all, well, they're lollies. <laughs> uh, they all live, they're all orphans uh, from the, hell, I can't remember, the some orphanage. Um, it's Little Wing. There you go. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, person who's yelling at me in your car right now. Um, they're all from the, the Little Wing Orphanage, and they are uh, they're interested in music, and they love Kyo's music. So they ask him to be kind of like their manager and to make uh, or to have him help them compose music and stuff like that because uh, they're trying to save their orphanage, uh, which is a I guess, yeah, people like <laughs> kids and kids in Japan are much more respectful, respectful to their establishments. Yeah. Um, yeah kids in the U.S. would be trying to burn the orphanage <laughs> down. Kids in Japan up. are trying to save it. <laughs> uh, but no, so yeah, uh, they, they uh, get Kyo to work with them uh, to put together a concert. Uh, the concert goes off with that hitch. And then after that, we get like little mini kind of conflicts. Uh, like Nozomi's grandfather wants to wants to adopt her. He's, I guess, French um, and didn't agree with her mother leaving for Japan. Um, and the girls get her to stay or uh, they go to like a small island where um, Kyo's artist friend lives. And um, uh, the artist friend is jealous of, you know, his relationship with these three girls. Uh <laughs> And so she tries to sabotage it, and surprise, surprise again, the the uh, artist friend is also a lolly. Um, he's got a couple friends who aren't lollies. There's Sakura, who's also an orphan uh, who lives with them, uh, who I thought was great. Uh, I kind of wish there was more of her in the show. Uh, and uh, the artist, what do you call it? Uh, the artist friend's friend, whose name escapes me. Um, she was also not a lolly, but for the most part, the show is just full of lollies. And it is full of uh, etchy incidents involving 
involving not just the lollies, but mostly the lollies. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a comedy. I mean, I didn't think it was it was like terrible, like the etchy, but I it was still etchy with very very young girls. So it was kind of like, eh. maybe it's you not sh- a show you want to. It's not a show you want to show someone yeah, exactly. who's already judging it's, you because you watch it's anime. It's a show you're watching when someone comes in, like instead of an oh, gotcha. like an Attack on Titan or something. You're watching this show and someone comes in and you're like, well, fuck. See what it's happened not all was, like us. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like there, like a lot of the situations, you look at it and like, yo, come on, man. I know you're in high school, but you should know not to be in this situation with a bunch of really yeah. young underage girls. Um, it's funny. Uh, the music's actually really good in the show, but it's really forgettable. <laughs> There's not a whole lot else going on uh, to kind of make you want more of it. If there is more of it, mm. I'd watch it, but mostly just for the music. Uh, so what'd you think? 2.5. It was okay, but I will probably okay. forget about this show this time next year. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that I think forgettability, I think, is, is definitely a stat that we might want to start considering because a lot of shows that I watch um, that are just 2.53s, like I kind of enjoyed it, but I, and then sometimes I'm thinking like, what anime have I watched in the past couple of years? And they never even hit Hop my in radar. Yeah. <laughs> the really bad shows and the really good shows, but those middle of the pack shows. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Can be forgettable. Every now and again though, oh, like sorry, what I would recommend if you have like middle of the pack shows, and this is not just for you guys, but for anybody out there listening, um, like and you're cleaning or something, just pop it in. Helps you remember, remind you why mm-hmm. you enjoyed that show so much. Yeah. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. I don't know why you'd own Blu-rays of something you hate. <laughs> just be uh, silly. Yeah, right. All right, sorry, Logan. We're interrupting the shit out no, of you. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Next, the the next show on here was one of my picks uh, for this last season, and that is. Love and Lies, or Koito Uso, um, is the story about um, this guy named um, Nejima, Yukari Nejima. And in this world, um, at the age of 16, you are given notice of who you are going to marry in life. Um, so every, every marriage is arranged by the government um, using... What's is it the Yukari system? Is that what it's called? I can't remember. Mm, I don't remember. Um, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, the system that uh, takes all these like you know stats and analyzes what kind of person you are and finds what the you know this system and the government believes to be the best match for you. Um, and so the kind of uh, wrench in the machine for this one is that uh, Yukari is actually in love with a girl named um, Misaki um, who he's been in love with since uh, fifth grade Um, and on the night just before he turns 16 he meets her in the park and confesses his love to her and it turns out that she loves him too but just as the bell strikes midnight two government officials appear 
giving uh, Yukari his notice that he has been matched with uh, another girl by the name of uh, Ririna Sanada. Um, and it's just kind of like the exploration of, you know, these relationships and like Ririna actually kind of wants Misaki and Yukari to get together after Yukari kind of explains, you know, why he loves her and stuff like that. Uh, Ririna is a very kind of sheltered girl that doesn't have a lot of friends at the uh, the start of the season. I thought it was an interesting concept, um, but I'm not sure how well I think they executed on that concept. Um, you watched this, Carlos? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I would kind of agree with that because they, they bring in some elements that they don't really kind of explore very much. Um, for example, it's implied, uh, again, spoilers, spoilers, kind of, um, <laughs> uh, Yukari's friend, Yusuke, it's implied that he's homosexual and they don't yeah. really explore what happens to homosexuals in a, in a system like this. Cause the, the yeah. whole point of the, you know, kind of forced marriage thing, it's not really forced. It's just, you do better in I, life if you do follow this. Yeah. If, if you decide not to for whatever reason, marry this person. Um, you get like a black mark in society. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't explore that with Yusuke's character. Uh, there's a character who, who kind of tried to mess with the system to get uh, Yusuke or Yukari and, and Misaki together. Um, <laughs> Cause she knew the two of them and they don't really go that deep into her either. She gets like one little monologue about what was going on, and that was basically it. Um, but I mean, other than that, I really I, I appreciated the show for how it was able to kind of draw parallels uh, between uh, the the government agents and their experiences and the experiences that Yukari's having. Uh, I thought Ririna was fantastic uh, in her like naivete and and, like she was just a really sweet character. Um, I thought Misaki was great too. Um, Mm -hmm. And for what it's worth, uh, I think this anime probably like (laughs) the art takes a little bit to get used to it. I I really liked it. I know like B-Tag wasn't too hot on it. At first it it threw me off. I I got used to it. It might take you an episode or two to get used to it. But this anime probably has some of the most convenient kissing animation I've ever seen. Maybe yeah. not the most, because that would probably go to a hentai, but um, <laughs> this one outside of hentai. Good job. Yeah, it was really good. They, they did intimate moments um, really <laughs> well, I think. Um, I do have to say I'm not real happy with how the story ended at the end of the Mm. season um not because i don't know i don't know like i was hoping that he would make a choice or they would just go the polygamy route (laughs) it was just kind of like a non-ending in a way yeah um i mean again spoilers but and i I won't say what happens in the last episode but it's essentially one of those episodes if you've watched a lot of anime especially adaptation anime from manga or light novels Mm -hmm. that's like go buy the manga now because yeah. we're not going to to end on anything decisive, you need to go and start purchasing the manga. And I did. I have the first volume over there right now. 
so kudos on getting that out of me, anime industry, but it doesn't make me Sucker. happy with you. Yeah. Right, right. So what did you guys, uh, what was your final final score on this one? It's tough. It's tough. Because I think it did, it looked really good, and the, the story was interesting, and I love the characters. But I don't know. I don't know. I kind of came away from it on a sour note, and I don't know exactly why. That's a strike I, against it. I mean, the fact that, yeah. honestly, that the fact that it doesn't end and it just says go buy the manga, I think that that is a huge strike against it. The, we're, we're, you know, when you're scoring the anime itself as, as a whole, um, I think that that, I think that that's kind of rude <laughs> to yeah. do that to people. So, um, I think that um, that's totally valid if you came away with a sour note because of that. So I would, uh, I'm going to go with a three and a half. Wow. 3.5. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with teetering on a four. I, I'm actually going to go with a three. I'd say it's above average and I'm going oh, to yeah. continue with the series cause I'm interested in how it, how it pans out. But because I'm reading the anime and not the manga, uh, which I'm probably just going to keep continuing with the an- or with the manga until an- another season of the anime comes out, if it does. Um, so three point five, yeah, average three point five. I wasn't expecting to go that high. I, I, it it looked really pretty, and I really value shows that uh, look really good, and it looked really good in a new way, which I also really appreciated. I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I just was hoping for more, I guess. But I did enjoy my time with it. So, I don't know. It's, I have complicated feelings about this show. <laughs> that means a lot, too, you know. That's interesting, yeah. though. That sounds, yeah. uh, I hate, I hate, <laughs> I mean, I really do hate when shows don't end, though, so. Yeah. Yep. All right, guys. All right. Next one is uh, yours, Carlos. It is mine. It's one of the shows I drafted. This is Gamers show i was pretty excited about at the beginning of the season it uh follows um amano keita he is a oh he's voiced by a female i did not know that anyway sorry Uh, sidetrack sidetrack uh he's a a gamer uh he likes playing games mostly alone uh he plays like a smartphone game and a lot of games like console games he plays a lot of console games uh, he gets invited by the most popular girl in school, uh, Tendo, to the Gamers Club. And the Gamers Club is all about, uh, like, competitive gaming. Like, there's um, a girl who plays fighting games. There's a guy who plays CSGO with a controller, which is really weird. Um, <laughs> and uh, Keita doesn't want to join the Gamers Club because he doesn't feel like he like he doesn't like those like super competitive type games um and so from there the story is like kind of like karen want wanting to to get keita into the the gamers club and then she kind of falls in love with him and from there the story is completely like it has nothing to do with the gamers club anymore like just <laughs> go ahead and take what what i just told you like and throw it out. It's throw it's it gone. Oh yeah. Uh, so now <laughs> we we meet uh, uh, Tas- Tasuku Uehara. I'm just gonna call him Uehara because that's what they call most of the show. Uehara is like a really popular guy, but he was a nerdy like gamer type uh, in middle school, uh, and his girlfriend Agadi knew him back then, and so 
uh, what do you call it? Uh, they start having, I don't know, I don't want to say like, they don't fight, but they start suspecting each other of cheating on each other. And that's what this show kind of devolves into, is everyone kind of thinking everyone else is doing something. And they're not, and no one's saying anything. <laughs> so on one hand, this show is infuriating because all, like, it's just a bunch of misunderstandings. It is misunderstanding writ large. That is the name of the game. It is the entirety of the plot. Um, every now and again, you get little bits of like characters kind of understanding each other through like little bits of conversation that they have. Uh, different characters fall in love with different ones fell in and out of love with different ones uh, sometimes like for example chiaki falls in love with uehara and then like later in the season she's in love with amino um <laughs> that's unusual it's uh i want to say i want to say good things about the show but every like just thinking about it like all i can think of is just like wow what the fuck was going on what did i watch i want the show to be good because the op is so good <laughs> wow uh but i can't I, really say yeah. much good about it didn't none of you guys finish it i i watched four episodes and i do want to get back to it eventually because i really liked uh karen as a as a character um but like they they chose to do a very bizarre thing uh where they leave episode three off with like this huge cliffhanger where you know, um, Keita and uh, Augury are at the cafe, and he's trying to placate her because he she thinks that um, her boyfriend's you know cheating mm-hmm. on her, and he's like saying no, no, no. But then they look out the window, and uh, Tosku's walking with the the other girl whose name I can't remember, Chiaki. Um, yeah, Chiaki. And then they cut there, and then the next week is a filler episode of the life of Karen. Which I enjoyed, but it was just very strange. Uh, it was a good episode. It was just, choice. yeah, I agree. It was, it was in a really weird place. Yeah, and it just kind of like killed the momentum for me. I just never got back to it because of that. Mm, I'm wow. I'm actually surprised. Um, sorry, I just looked at the the average score on Mal, and that's <laughs> actually a lot higher than I I was thinking. Anyway, um. And they kind of they kind of couch everything in gamer speak or not gamer speak because that'd be annoying. Uh, but um, just like gamer, yeah, references. game references. A lot of game references in the show, which I really appreciated. Um, That's cool. Yeah, but like it's gamer references on top of on top of misunderstanding and misdirection, which which is frustrating. Which is frustrating. <laughs> so, like I said, I enjoyed the show, but I also didn't enjoy the show. I'm so confused. How did it it end up? Uh, The ending? The ending episode's a nothing episode. Oh, sweet. Okay, cool. Um, Oh, uh, God. uh, Are you going to get back into the show? You know what? Uh, You're you're on a review cast. Um, Karen and and Amino actually do end up dating somewhere in the middle of the show because they're they're inner monologuing and... and, um, She's thinking he's going to say something along the lines of, you know, please stop bugging me or please leave me alone or whatever. Uh, and he's thinking she's playing him. So he's like, I'm going to do you one better. 
But what comes out of his mouth, because he's thinking about a visual novel, is, please go out with me. <laughs> and it comes out of his mouth. And she says, uh, yes, thank you very much, or something like that. <laughs> Just like, without, like, both of them talk without actually thinking. And when they realize what's happened, they realize that they're now dating. They just kind of like freak out and just kind of go with the flow. Okay. It's That's so, cool. uh, so let, let's put the controller down on this one. Uh, Trying to think of a reference. I think that's a good one. <laughs> that, no, that was good. I wasn't owing because of that. I'm owing uh, because of my, my brain. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so it's another confusing one. Uh, interesting. Curious what you're going to do with this. <laughs> it looks pretty. I like the character designs. I gotta give it a, I gotta give it a three because I liked it so much. But it's so confusing and conflicting. I, I think I should give it a lower score. But at the same time, I like it so much. Maybe I should give it a high. I don't know. Damn it. That, that's kind of where I was at with Love and Lies. Yeah, it's like, interesting it, that there's two in a row. Yeah, they're, and I'm really confused. Parts, but exactly. I love it. Exactly. I have a feeling you're gonna have less trouble with our next show. Oh, uh, what's our next? show? Oh yeah. Wow, is this next? Okay. Yeah. Let's do this then. <laughs> All right. Uh, our next show is Made in Abyss, uh, which was on Amazon Strike. Uh, for those of you who can afford Amazon Strike. Sorry, the rest of you. Um, <laughs> it uh, it follows the adventures of Rico, who is um, – she's an orphan. Uh, she lives in a town that's built uh, at the – precipice of this like abyss it's like a straight drop into the earth and uh the heroes of this world are people who go uh essentially spelunking uh, but they don't call it that they they're they go into the abyss um to look for like relics and treasures and stuff like that that uh can make them money or or help out society whatever whatever um so she's she's a red whistle at first. Uh, essentially, that means she can only go to like the the what do you call it the shallowest depths of the abyss to to go collecting stuff. Uh, and one day while she's collecting uh, stuff, she meets Regu, who is himself an artifact. Uh, he's like looks like a young human boy, um, but he's got a, a helmet and he's got um, arms that he can kind of retract. Like, I mean, for lack of a better thought inspector gadget um and he uh he protects rico from uh, an attack of like this beast thing uh he's also like he's got lasers that come out of his hands um and he passes out and she drags him back to her orphanage and finds out that you know yeah he is in fact uh this, this strange artifact uh that's sentient um I don't want to because I could I could talk about the story forever, but uh, essentially <laughs> Rico gets a message from the bottom of the abyss, like a balloon comes up carrying a message, and it brings it up to her, and it says uh, it's from her mom, who she's fairly certain is dead, um, and it says I'll see you at the bottom of the abyss, and so she resolves to uh, go with Reg uh, with Regu to into the abyss and way deeper than she has any right going because she's a child. Um, you know, she's not ready for any of that stuff, but she's studied, uh, like it's been like her calling since she was, you know, little to go as deep as she possibly can to become (coughs) a white whistle, which is again, like the heroes of their country. Uh, 
And so they go down, uh, and along the way they meet, um, they meet other, well, they meet one other, uh, diver. I, I forget what they call themselves. Um, and they run into a white whistle, uh, the white whistle, uh, kind of sets her straight. It, her name is Ozen. It's like this old lady who is incredibly strong. Um, and like the whole show, and I don't want to say this because I feel like it's been said like a billion times, but it's got a, it's got like a Ghibli <laughs> feel, um, in that it's you know like small children, small small child type people in a you know big scary world with you know monsters and stuff like that. But God, did they do it so well? Uh, the animation is outstanding. Um, if you like that kind of stuff, I think it looked gorgeous. Um, the fight scenes when there were fights when they had to protect themselves or whatever were just great to watch um rico for her part i I might get a little flack on this but it kind of annoyed me because she was really ganky gung-ho and didn't really think things through but i other than that i think regu was a good how do you say this like evening force he was the a foil to her yeah there you go uh he he was always uh, more cautious. Um, although I guess I could say against Regu is, you know, his character flaw was he was super indecisive. So they worked together pretty well. Uh, I can honestly say that I've, I got more emotional impact out of like, out of the, I don't want to like, I don't remember what exact episode it was, but there is an episode where they meet uh, a little boy who Ozen keeps um, or makes him dress like a little girl. Um, when when they left uh, him uh, to to keep to continue diving, I got more emotion out of that emotional impact out of that episode than I did probably anything else else this season. Probably anything else for a, a couple seasons. Yeah, no, I like oh yeah, a couple seasons because, um, what was it? Uh, Showa ended in in the winter. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of great emotional impact in this show. Uh, when you get towards the end of the season and you meet Nanachi in in the very last episode, I will not spoil this because you all need to watch this. Um, <laughs> yeah. When you. It's unfortunate this is an Amazon show, but I, I'm thinking I might I might be trying to watch this show. It sounds great. When you get to the the last ep- like the last few episodes, you meet Nanachi, who herself you don't really know what she is. Uh, she looks like a bunny creature. She kind of looks like Regu, so you're thinking, okay, maybe um, she's also an artifact like Regu is. Uh, but in one episode, the twelfth episode or thirteenth episode, I don't remember how, how many episodes there were. Um, the last episode, essentially. Um, there is better character development in one, in like even just a piece of, it's just a piece of an episode that they develop Nanachi's character and, and show her backstory than I've seen in a very long time. It was outstanding what they were able to do. The, the, uh, what they were able to make you feel in just five, 10 minutes. Oh, actually the last episode was pretty wow. long. Uh, so yeah, in the, like the first, the first bit of that episode, when they give you her backstory, like they are able to 
to give you a like a season's worth of emotion it's just it's amazing what how they how they did that uh and at the very end of the show i will kind of spoil they're still working their way through the abyss now <coughs> now they have uh you know i won't spoil that yeah so they're 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 continuing on uh i think this is a manga so hopefully this sells well in japan because if it doesn't i'm gonna be really sad to have to pick this up and just and just read it in manga version not that i'm probably i'm probably going to get the manga but it's such a good show like it it lends itself incredibly well to anime um i i can i I think i said this when i finished the show but when when i was done watching the show i added it to the i think maybe three or four shows that it actually made me cry like full-on bawling like it was really really good that last episode uh I can't recommend it enough. Sounds great. Uh, and if you're wondering, manga art looks pretty good. I've been looking through pictures of it as you've been talking, and um, yeah, this this might even be a manga I try to pick up. Just instead of watching, maybe it'd be a good opportunity for me to read a manga. And unless you're you're crazy or haven't been listening to me in the slightest, this is a five out of five. This was this is my best show of the season, and it is a strong strong contender for best of the year. Like. It, yeah. I'm going to be arguing with myself for a long time for the rest of the year over which which got me better, Showa or uh, or Maiden wow. Abyss. Yeah, that's awesome. Sounds deserving of it. Hmm. It's actually, I mean, I think we talked about this show when we were drafting, and and I think we talked about the fact that it sounds really interesting, but the art scared us all away on it. Um. And it's interesting to hear you say that the art ended up being one of its, good, you know, one of the really positive points in it. Uh, well, once you um, get used to it, like, and and you know what you're watching, you know, like I like mm-hmm. again a broken record here, but like the whole Ghibli comparison. Once you kind of get in that Ghibli mindset, you're you're fine. Mm-hmm. Just there's a lot more violence than in a lot of Ghibli films. So unless you're talking about Princess Mononoke, okay. anyway. It doesn't look, I mean, the art style does not look like one that would lend itself to violence. So I can't wait. I can't wait to dig into that. That sounds really interesting. It is. It is my cool. my recommendation of, of this season. Awesome. Very good. All right. Well, uh, Maiden Abyss sounds like it's, sounds like it's a gem. So who drafted this next one? I did. This was, uh, I think, my number one pick from two seasons ago. Oh, wow. Um, and that is Sakura Quest, oh. uh, which is a PA Works uh, anime. Uh, it was 24 episodes long. Um, and I believe that I've heard several times that it's part of the uh, Working Woman trilogy uh, with uh, Hanasaka Iroha and Shiro Bako. Um, and it's a story um, of this girl uh, named Yoshino Koharu, who mistakenly gets hired on to be the queen of the town of uh, Monoyama um, and try to revitalize it um, because it's kind of uh, like regressed into just a bunch of like, you know, all the young people are leaving all the old people don't want to really do anything. So it's just kind of a, a town in decay. Um, and so they hire her and she recruits 
the help of uh, these four other girls, uh, Shiori, Shinomiya, uh, Ririko Oribe, Maki Midorikawa, and Sanai Kozuki. Um, and they just kind of, you know, take it upon themselves with the help of the Board of uh, Tourism and the, the Board of Merchants in this town to try to find ways to bring life back to Maniyama and make it a uh, growing city again. Make Maniyama great again. <laughs> so I just I just the, made that distinction. I'm like, ah, there needs, there needs to be hats. The, um, <laughs> sorry. The first thing that I have to say is like you 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 say the title of the show next to two phenomenal shows and Hanasaki Roha and um, uh, Shirabako. Wow. Yeah, thank you. That, <laughs> that name always eludes me for some reason. But two phenomenal shows. How does this one stand up? I, I have to ask that question. At the halfway mark, um, and I'm sure I think we may have talked about this during the uh, last season's review cast. Um, I enjoyed the show, um, but I don't think that it was necessarily as great as uh, Shirobako, and I haven't seen all of Hanasaki Iroha yet. But by the end of this, the second core um, of this show, it is easily one of my favorites from the season. Um, and it just, it like, it was a slow build to all these things finally, you know, like falling into place. And um, as you spend time, you know, through these episodes, you see these relationships build and the, the, uh, you, you, you know, as the viewer, um, learn about this community and this city and everything that it has uh, going for it um, and all the bad parts too and like to see things start uh, start to pay off it was really kind of a that's interesting you're like echoing exactly probably um, the really dialogue we used to describe like what was good about Chirobako um, so that's pretty cool that they were able to capture that same feeling they you? encountered trouble you know, it awesome. was you know, sad and hard um, and yeah, mm-hmm. and like, but the thing that kind of set this sets this one apart, um, from Shirobako, um, is that I think it's more relatable, um, because it's like, you know, these average girls are just doing work in this country as opposed to, you know, Shirobaka's about um, these girls in the anime industry um, and, you know, their success there and whatnot. But, like, it was easy for me to find a lot of things in the show to relate to. Um, like, I think I've tweeted a couple times about it, but it's like, you know, a lot of these girls end up where they are because they lack a sense of uh, direction in life. Or they don't know what they want to do or they're running away from, you know, past failures and stuff. So I, you know, I found it very easy to kind of relate to a lot of the stuff that they were struggling with, which made me uh, able to invest more in them, nice. which made, you know, the payoffs and even greater. It sounds like you're talking about, you know, an anime and Shirobako, and I, I hate to keep drawing parallels here, but with an anime... Um, it's like, great. I mean, but sounds like this is the livelihood of an entire town of people that's on the line with these, you know, with this story. So that's that it. it yeah. The stakes yeah, are they higher. They don't seem though. to I mean, care. Really, 
Like 90% 90 of the people in the town, except for the tourism board, just didn't care. By the end, they did. Kind of. And even then, like, people weren't moving in. They were just, like, they were were going to have a sister city. Yeah. That's that's kind of the thing, is that, you know, the term for uh, Yoshino was a year. She was going to be the queen of Chupacabra, (laughs) of the... uh, the fake kingdom you know kingdom in this in this city um for a year and she did her year and she made the strides that she did um and attempted to and i think you know she did make a positive impact in the in the community but it's not you know it's not up to her to revitalize the town completely it's now on the shoulders of those people who i think you know they did get a little bit of a fire lit under them I I did enjoy the um, fact that they that they did the what do you call it the festival that they were able to revive the festival yeah. I I will say I disagree that I I think sure for me Shirobako was more relatable because like yeah they, it was a success of like su- success in the anime industry but you got to realize that it's just a job like this, the anime yeah. industry is a job it's it's not like this huge glamorous Hollywood thing and that's what I loved about it was that in Shirobako everything was urgent. Like stuff had to happen. Whereas this, God, it felt like none of the problems were terribly urgent, except for like the old the the old man. Uh, well, even then, the old man. Uh, what do you call it? Collapsing because of because he was trying to cover up the mistakes of his past. <laughs> like that was urgent, but that's because he's old, and you probably shouldn't be out like that. Uh, but I mean, other than that, I just <laughs> I love the show. But God, it just like like drawing distinctions between the two i can't see it because uh shirobako i felt like they were always working towards something whereas in because if if they if they messed up this was a lot of people's livelihood that were just gonna go away people would mm-hmm. people get fired when studios mess up whereas with with soccer request it's like if you messed up eh, okay try something else now like all right yeah well i don't think Success and revitalizing the town is necessarily the point of the show, mm-hmm. as opposed to success being the point of Shirobako. That's what I'm saying. I don't see why people draw distinctions yeah, between two, just because it's working women. <laughs> it's like, I mean, women work as can work as many different things. I think the central point of, you know, from what you're saying, because I've seen Shirobako and Hanasaki Roha, the central point of this trilogy, as Logan said, um, is the development of young women, you know, from adolescence into you know adulthood um and learning what it's like to to take on responsibility and grow and um it sounds to me like that kind of carries that central theme again in this show as it did in hanasaki roha and um shirobako so yeah i'm not trying to compare shirobako and soccer request i don't i don't know if i ever said that i was well i think you but, said they were part of like a working woman trilogy yeah, so i think I mean, it's fair to yeah they're part of a trilogy but that's, it's fair to draw the parallels i guess that's all i'm saying i, I don't mm, think we should feel mm, bad mentioning the other shows if they put them as a trilogy okay am i wrong i mean you know, I, don't, I don't know you tell me because <laughs> i didn't know it was a trilogy until you said so that's what i'm saying <laughs> but um but it does sound like they're from what you're saying it sounds like the the central theme was her growth right Cool. So, um, so you felt pretty good about that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they get the five from me. I really, really like uh, it. I'm nice. not going to like my score. Yeah. 
I'm not surprised. Uh, I I'd give it a four. I thought it was I thought it was okay, okay but I didn't get the emotional impact I got out of Shirobako. Kidoki. Um, no, four point five is a good score though. That sound it sounds nice. So you you think it got better in the second season? Yeah, the second half was definitely better. Or second half, yeah. Cool, awesome. It, and this is a, this show definitely ended too, right? Yeah, I mean, I would love to see more, um, but each of the go- girls kind of go and do their own thing. So, awesome. Yeah, hey, man. sounds good. Well, that's two great, great scores right in a row there. So we're ending on a good note, and I think, I think the last show we have to discuss is probably another one that probably is, uh, I would say, going to be pretty highly rated. Um, who wants to take this one away? Uh, I'll go ahead and start it off. Uh, this is Boku no Hero Academia 2. Uh, I don't think anyone's drafted this. Um, it uh, it's a, it was a two-core, so it's two seasons ago. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, as a second season, you probably should. This follows uh, Midoriya uh, Izuku. Uh, Midoriya is a... Uh, well, was powerless, like didn't have a quirk in this world of people who have quirks, um, essentially superhuman abilities. So kind of like the X-Men when everyone's mutants. Uh, but there is a special like select group uh, of of mutants who are going to, or mutants, sorry, I got X-Men on the brain, um, of uh, people with quirks uh, who are going to a high school specifically so that they can become heroes and Midoriya is in this high school uh, in group or in class A, so like the highest class you could be in. Uh, the season starts out with kind of with a huge tournament arc, which was uh, pretty fantastic. Uh, but, you know, if, if you know Shonen, you know tournament arcs. Um, it was essentially, uh, here's a test of your skills so that you can show yourself off to all these hero agencies, etc., etc. Um uh, the animation and um, the competitions were interesting uh, and they made sense for his high, for their high school uh, and the the matchups afterward were were a lot of fun to behold especially uh, Midori and, and Todor- Todoroki's fight uh, I guess that's kind of a spoiler um, but uh, <laughs> not really because I mean without context yeah uh, after that, we moved into the, uh, the the hero killer arc or stain arc or whatever they're calling it. I'm sure they'll have a name for it soon. Um, in which uh, we get the uh, kind of adventure of this this guy who used to be a hero, but now he kills uh, heroes because you know in this world where <coughs> hero like there are hero agencies and people are scouted and a lot of heroes are just in it for the money. Uh, he feels like the essence of what it is to be a hero is lost. So he's been going around killing heroes, trying to get to All Might, um, who is Midoriya's teacher. Um, in this arc, we also have uh, uh, Tenya. Tenya's the um, the guy whose power is like super speed. His brother gets uh, injured by Stain, and essentially he can't be a hero anymore. So Tenya kind of goes like on a revenge quest. And so we kind of get those themes of uh, uh, a key. He's kind of taught by the hero killer, you know, hey, you're not any better than me. You're coming after me strictly for revenge. Um, 
and of course Midoriya being the protagonist in a shonen uh, shows him the error of his ways and they they all help him out and eventually they're able to um, how do you say this uh, they're able to lock down Stain and throw him in jail I think it's interesting with Stain an important thing to note is that he they kind of present him as like the horrible murderer but also sympathetic in a way uh, like people actually think he's pretty cool because he is passionate about what he's doing oh yeah um, like people in the world so they throw in this whole not right, just villains they throw in this whole theme of like uh passion like what do you, are you passionate about what you're doing um conviction and if you're not that's, that was a big thing in the last right. episode like conviction or do you have conviction in what you're doing yeah exactly um which is you know i think goes pretty well with as far as mutaria and how he is and what he you know he's always wanted to be a hero and he's gotten that's you know it's his story so um be interesting to see because i, I haven't been too uh I haven't been too impressed with the bad guys in this show up till Stain. I thought he was maybe a little more interesting than the kind of just, you know, really, I'm really bad type bad guys that we had up to that point. So, um, this show's, this show's great though. Honestly, this is one of the only shows in a long time that's really kept me that I've been able to binge and not have any problem. Like I stay up late at night and watch this show, you know? (laughs) Because it just, you keep wanting to watch the the next episode. Um, And I think it definitely is one of the, one of the better shows this year. Uh, It's definitely going to have more. I mean, um, I mean, well, A, they announced it at the end of the the final episode that there will be a third season. Uh, But but mm -hmm. it ends on a pretty, uh, what what seems like it's going to be a pretty heavy arc. The the tournament, or not tournament, uh, they're like going to the forest for like a camping trip. And you know that they're, gonna, they're mm-hmm. probably going to get attacked by like the bad guys who are right. who are now growing in ranks. So, and can I just say, like, I really like the look of the the crazy looking blonde girl. <laughs> I can't wait to see yeah. more of her uh, until she tries to hurt yeah. one of the girl characters, and then I'm going to be kind of sad. Yeah, the characters in the show are great. I mean, even I don't know, <laughs> Bakugo might be the only good hero character that still kind of hasn't grown on me yet yeah. i don't know if he's I, really supposed i don't to think he's grown. supposed to but like yeah he's super annoying yeah bakugo's attitude just is and i'm almost they, they seem to be teasing and i think they've been doing this since the beginning is the idea like could he potentially be a villain mm-hmm. be a villain at some point i, I um, i'm willing to put money on him being a villain later i i'd be yeah. willing to and gamble I, on it I think that that's been, I don't, I don't think that's a spoiler to say, certainly, because since basically we were introduced to him, it's been like, this guy's not a hero. He's like a total ass. Well, and that, I think that's that's what's uh, kind of cool about the way they go about it with the whole school aspect is that um, they talk about, like the teachers talk about it. Like they, they're trying to curb his his anger mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And they, they'll put him in situations where it's like, okay, maybe if he's doing this, he can learn to work as a team. Or maybe if he's doing this, he, he won't be, you know, as angry or whatever um mm-hmm. and, except then he goes and he interns with that that guy who's the yeah the genist yeah whose superpower <laughs> is he's really good with thread question mark <laughs> uh, I don't know. the ultimate genius uh, it's I saw, it's so weird 
Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think this show is is really phenomenal, actually, and I think it's going to be a popular show among non-anime fans as well. Uh, I think this will probably be, you know, up there. And in, in, if it continues to go on, it'll be like, you know, another Naruto Bleach type show. I've, um, I think it has that type of appeal. I said it before and I said it again, man. I'm not a Shonen fan, but I love this Shonen. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. No, this is a good one. And, um, yeah, really. I mean, I'm, I'm interested in all the characters and what's going to happen to them. So they've done a good job of, of, I think, building the characters, building the world. And uh, can't wait to see what happens with it. So looking forward to more. For sure. Logan, you've seen a bit of this. What are your thoughts, man? Uh, yeah, I've watched up through the tournament arc. Um, and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I think Carlos, you know, touched on this, but the the fights uh, in like the second half of the tournament arc are really good. And the fight, you know, between Todoroki and uh, Midoriya Mm -hmm. in particular was phenomenal in animation. Um, So yeah, I think anyone and everyone should definitely watch the show because it's really good. Definitely. Yeah. I think that that's a really good point is really, this is, this is a, this is definitely a show you want to watch. I think, um, it, it, I think it's going to appeal to almost all audiences, honestly. Um, and I, I, it's interesting we're mentioning tournament arcs, and it, it really it's taking that very tr- typical shonen path too, right? I mean, now we're we're just now at the end of this season, I think, starting to see the they're they're venturing out of the learning stage and into the actual we need to do something um, because bad stuff's happening stage. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh cool well um i'll let you guys give the scores uh before i give mine i i'd give this season i really really liked I, the the tournament arc and despite like i hear a lot of people weren't terribly big on the stain arc i thought it was great uh the message that they mm-hmm. that it sent um i give it a 4.5 the season was great mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm right there um, with I'm you i'm going to uh refrain from giving a score since I haven't watched all of it. All right. Um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm right there with you as far as 4.5 on this. Yeah. I think this is a, this is definitely a great show. The fact that it gets me to binge, you know, there's just not too many shows that do that to me anymore with, you know, just everything else going on in my life. So the fact that this show just kind of like separates me from the, the rest of my life and, Keeps me up at night binging it. It says something. <laughs> now, now, did we ever end? I mean, we might have answered this question when we reviewed the first season, but who's best girl? In My Hero Academia? Mm-hmm. Uh, Uraraka? Strong agree. Strong agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, Man, her, her fight. Oh, it was so good. Oh my God, it was so good. I wasn't expecting Uh, it to be that good. It was so good. I cried. I I cried man tears. Many man tears (laughs) cried. Yeah, she's... I think that she's the the obvious choice, but I have to give a a strong... Honorable mention to uh, Sue Yu. Yeah, I I like her a lot. (laughs) And Yari Rose is really good too. Uh, She's the one that can make things. Yeah, make things out of anything. She's great too, but like, I, you know who I want to see more of? I want to see more of the Invisible Chick. (laughs) Well, okay. I guess I just realized what I just said. No. I I want, I want to see like more of her 
character in the show. Like every now yeah. and again, we'll see her, and it's usually just a well. There she is, see, Carlos. The the thing is, is she is actually in every scene. <laughs> <laughs> She's actually the protagonist. <laughs> uh, so I saw someone posted pictures of a um invisible girl cosplay and i'm yeah. not sure how they did that but that <laughs> pretty was pretty interesting <laughs> yeah um cool guys well that's our summer 2017 reviews yep for better yeah. or for worse um we also sounds like we have some gems this season though i think this this really i think we i think we had a really good season here yeah yeah i'd say it was a good season i mean we had let's see looking through from before we have uh let's go 4.5 and up so we had one 4.5 two three 4.5s and a five two fives and then like five fours. two fives two fives oh new yeah. game was a five yeah yep wow that's good a good stuff. season in my book um Indeed. we do have a podcast question that we asked for the community if we want to get to that yeah, sure. Yeah, before before you mention that, though, we also probably want to talk about the fact that we did not talk about Fate Apocrypha. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Good point. Um, yeah, so we're, we're actually, because I drafted Fate Apocrypha this season, um, and we're actually talking about doing its own, uh, I know, a f- doing a Fate-centric podcast uh, coming up in the near future. So we're going to reserve our reviews of Fate Apocrypha. Yep to that it's um, mainly so that it can come out on netflix and i can watch it mm-hmm. and that too yeah so that was <laughs> that was the next point um is that yeah obviously it is not out on netflix yet so a lot of you may not have watched it including logan <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to spoil it for you guys i appreciate that mm-hmm. um so yeah uh fate apocrypha coming soon ish uh, next month so yeah i'll probably watch but it yes. on netflix look forward to it we do have a uh, a question. Uh, I went into our podcast questions uh, thread on our Discord and asked everyone what their top five most enjoyed shows from the summer 2017 season were. Um, so let's just get right into it. I'll take the first one, Meowth900. Um, her five favorites were Surrey Dure Children, Aho Girl, Clean Freak, Ayumakun. Magical Circle Guru Guru and My Hero Academia <laughs> 2. Kudos to Meowth for always being like one of the first to answer these questions. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> cool. Sound so that's an interesting list. That doesn't seem to echo um our picks really. No. Um but uh the next one up is Jigglypuff. Uh who uh says I've got or I kind of got a weird taste, uh, but uh, number one, Gamers. Number two, Made in Abyss. Number three, My Hero Academia. Uh, two, uh, number four, New Game and... New Game 2, sorry. And uh, number five is Sakura... Yeah, the, the numbers next to the numbers throws me off. Yeah. Sorry. Number yeah, five, yeah. Uh, Sakura Quest continued. Yeah. This, uh, yeah. That, that all Gamers being number one is interesting um, based on you know your review carlos it's a, but, it's a really pretty cool. show mm. um, yeah for sure if you like the game references why not exactly you want this next one jeff the filthy rogue <laughs> b-tag <laughs> <laughs> he already <laughs> has a lot of nicknames in our discord <laughs> <laughs> uh 
<laughs> B-tag. Um, number one, Made in Abyss. Number two, Princess Principal. Number three, Aho Girl. Number four, Sure Dure Children. And number five, Classroom of the Elite. Um, considering how many anime this season I adored, there are some very honorable mentions in My Hero Academia 2, Fastest Finger First, Love and Lies, Gamers, and the first half of Ballroom. Yeah, we didn't really And of Ballroom. Of course, the obligatory F Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, next up we have Ayu. Um, and he says, for me, it's number one is Main Abyss. Number two is New Game 2. Number three is My Hero Academia 2. Uh, number four is Princess Principal. And number five is Suridori Children. Nice. Nice, Ayu. Good choices. Uh, Seismic Wolf uh, comes in with a second number one for gamers. Uh, so uh, number one, gamers. Uh, number two, Maiden Abyss. Number three, New Game. Number four, Princess Principal. And uh, number five, thank you for shortening that, uh, MC Guru Guru. <laughs> magical circle. <laughs> yeah, magical circle. Strong season, he says. Yeah. I agree. Game. <laughs> Interesting. Gamers is uh, gamers is getting a lot of love in the community. Yeah, it's good. Um, is this Phil. even a list yeah, that Phil is. posted yeah, he here? A couple in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't done well at watching much this season, but I really loved New Game Gamers and Aho Girl. Still need to binge Made in the Abyss and Princess Pr- Principal at the very least. Thank you, Phil. Yes, you do. Watch those shows. Uh, Native American, his number one was Main Abyss. Number two was Soradori Children. Number three was Gamers. Number four was Aho Girl. And number five was, I didn't watch the fifth new show, but I finally watched Gurren Logan, which was pretty dope. <laughs> that's awesome. Gurren Logan is, quote, pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. That's the, uh, pretty dope the is new, it is. They're the coming great out with Blu-ray, and that's going to be on the front cover. Pretty, do- <laughs> pretty dope. Pretty dope. <laughs> pretty quotes. dope. And then in nice. quotes, it just says Native American. Native <laughs> <laughs> American. Um, awesome. And then it looks like we have one more. Uh, yeah. Magic uh, Cubic, go for it. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm not done with all of these yet, but my tentative summer five are Made in Abyss, Princess Principal, Soccer Quest. Classroom of the Elite, and A Centaur's Life. Interesting. Centaur's Life made it on there. Good choices. Then next, yeah, I think there's... next we have me lamenting the fact that no one had a restaurant to another world in their top fives. <laughs> Aww. Bunch of heathens. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of these are, you know, echoed from our reviews. Uh, and a couple couple interesting choices which I, I like i love to see Gamers it, it shows we all have we should uh we, we should we should probably yeah. give them our top five since we've made him wait this long yeah um, yeah um oh man you want me to go first if you want if you're ready yeah like, yeah i'm ready i'm okay. ready i got this all right um i don't got this actually just a <laughs> Okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, okay, here I got it. I got it. Um, oh, no, wait. <laughs> okay. All right, I'll give okay. my, my top five. Keep me on the is... edge of my seat, Logan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You like this? Okay. Uh, number five is going to be Classroom of the Elite. Uh, number four is going to be Princess Principal. Number three is Restaurant to Another World. Um, and number two is soccer request and number one is new game 
Solid. Nice. Very solid. Number five for me would be um, Fox Spirit Matchmaker. Oh, I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, my first girlfriend is a gal. Uh, why are you doing this right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I didn't even watch five shows this season, guys. So. Uh, okay, so Go. Uh, I'd say... <laughs> Uh, I went the other way with it, but yeah, I should probably go from five to one. Uh, so for me, number five was, what was it? Uh, Boku no Hero Academia 2. Uh, number four for me would be probably Restaurant to Another World. Uh, Good man. It's, it's surprised me that it made this list, but after thinking it over. Uh, number three for me would be, uh, I just had it. Oh, Princess Principle. Uh, number two, New Game, and number one, Maiden Abyss. Okay. Good stuff. So, good season. Sounds good. It, yeah, it's, it, yeah. It, it, it's very telling that I, I struggled a lot with that list. Yeah. Has anyone watched, wasn't there that like gambling person show that oh, was supposed Puck, to be on Puck Netflix? Puck Has anyone? Yeah. I'll watch that on Netflix. I want to. It looks it looks interesting. Is there any kind of hype behind it at this point? Has anyone, I've have seen you heard I've seen talk? some really great etchy shots, which is it's I'm sold. So yeah, <laughs> nice, cool. I was just curious because I remember that one. I think had a lot of hype um, in the draft, but we didn't we didn't pick it up because it was a Netflix oh, show. Oh so. no, that reminds me though. Speaking of drafts, guys, uh, a couple of your guys' shows are not going to be this season or nope <laughs> are going to be complete like uh we'll start with with you jeff uh dia horizon like was it, it was supposed to be like this big epic show it's a really stupid looking short would yep. you like i i'm giving you guys the opportunity pick to show. yeah pick a new show so i'm okay. putting you guys on the spot um, and uh yeah. you logan you have one on netflix right yeah it's uh children of the whales is a netflix right show, which is a shame that looks so good it looks so good oh <laughs> I hate Netflix. I hate you, Netflix. You well, suck, Netflix. God. You need to give me a little more time to research that because I I don't think I can sit through another season of trash. Okay. So I have to. I have to. There's been some some good ones. Uh, you should you should watch Kono uh Kono Hina Kitan. The Kono. Hina. If you're looking for a nice light one, which one was that okay. one? The the Fox Girl. Oh the yeah, that one's that one's just still available. Yeah, I'll we'll we'll um. Me and Logan can shoot you some some suggestions for your third show, and uh, Thank you. Logan, I'm I'm sure you've seen uh, quite enough of the season. To do you have one in mind that you want to to commit to instead of that um, one? I'm not gonna. Uh, mm, let me take a look at my my Crunchyroll queue, and I'll I'll get back to you on that. I'm not gonna commit to anything off the top of my head here. Okay. Well, so just so you guys know, uh, who listen to the the um, draft podcast, those are. Those ones we probably won't be uh, reviewing uh, at the end of this season. So, so Daya Horizon was was actually supposed to be a big epic. Uh, well, they, they made it look like a big minute. epic, but there was no synopsis, yeah. no nothing, and so it's essentially a show based around, I think, a mobile game. But it's very, it's a short a and b. It's very chibi and dumb looking. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's like you got duped. Man. Yeah, yeah. You were promised gold, and you got fool's gold. 
Yeah, Actually, not even not fools, even. but you got to block a coal. Yeah. <laughs> you, got a pet- you got a petrified turd. That's what you got. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, that's man, my I luck. Wish Love is like a cocktail was longer. Oh, totally God, yes. I, I, yeah. I, we should... Uh, so I, I really want to try try some of the drinks in that one. And I yeah. think I'm going to try at the end of this season to maybe make a video of trying all those drinks and regretting life the next Sounds day. Sounds good. <laughs> I'll do it with you. I'm still not ready to even talk about drinks at this point. (laughs) Alcohol's good. Alcohol's (laughs) great. Well, I'm ready to close it out, guys. Sounds good. All right. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, If you want to get a hold of us in any way, um, you can find us on Twitter at anime underscore arcade. We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash anime arcade. We are on Instagram at the underscore anime underscore arcade. Our email is mail.animearcade at gmail.com um, and yeah please uh, join our discord it gets bigger by the day and we have a lot of fun there so come talk anime come talk League of Legends worlds uh, we're very happy C9 made it through Ooh, go C9 One NA team yeah um, fancy football you know sports there's very little that we won't talk about but it's a fun time for sure so I'm tired, guys. I'm going to go sleep. Actually, I'm going to go edit this, then I'm going to go sleep. I'm going to go eat and then probably sleep off the rest of this hangover. That's what I'm talking about. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Good night, guys. Hey, let's go podcast to Anime Okedo, protect my balls. Let's podcast it up.